Well, you've heard me talk for years now about my Sleep Number bed and how great I sleep. The Sleep Number bed adjusts on each side to your ideal firmness, comfort, and support. Your Sleep Number setting, it's the perfect bed for couples. And with optional Sleep IQ technology inside, it tracks your sleep so you know what helps you sleep your very best. 91% of the owners recommend Sleep Number, and J.D. Power has ranked it highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses for two years in a row. For J.D. Power Award information, visit jdpower.com. My sleep number setting is 90. My sleep IQ score last night was 84. And now's the best time to come to a sleep number store during the semi-annual sale where a Queen C2 mattress is only $699.99. You'll only find sleep number at any of their 550 sleep number stores nationwide. Find one nearest you by calling 1-800-390-9100 and be sure to tell them George Norrie sent you. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. What a time we're living in, Daniel, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. It is a funny time. I was laughing when we were talking about we don't have to leave the house, and I was thinking to myself, is that a threat? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Hey, i got to get your take on the media and President Trump and everything that's going on these days right now. What What do you think? You know, again, it's, uh, it depends on, on the angle you want to look at it from. You want to look at it the angle of the media attacking Trump, but you want to look at the angle of Hillary Clinton, or you want to understand exactly, you know, why Trump is the enemy and what is behind the struggle. Because, again, Trump uh, represents the latest and the most desperate attempt, George, by one part of the world's elite to survive this economic Armageddon that is upon us. Trump versus Clinton was the fight between the representatives of two of the world's supernatural, supernational power structures. The Rothschild, these are the people behind that Donald Trump, against the Rockefellers, these are the people behind Hillary Clinton. That said, neither the Rockefeller family nor the Rothschild family represent true powers above them. We have the Astro family, the Lodges, the Fleming family. People may know the Flemings by Ian Fleming, the, the author of James Bond saga. That's one of the wealthiest families in the world, by the way. The Grosvenor families, Mathisons, Keswicks. The fortunes of these people, George, measured in, in trillions of dollars, not in millions of billions. And so Trump basically represents a change in the paradigm of society as we have never seen in the history of humanity. You see, capitalism as we know it, as you know, the whole idea of the central banking warfare model is dead. And the elite have a problem. They urgently need to find a system that could replace the no longer functioning capitalist system of infinite growth on a finite planet. And so the arrival of Donald Trump in the White House is basically the first step towards the new world, struggling to be born, unsure of its rumbo, fuzzy around the edges, and yet to be defined. And, of course, the mainstream media narrative that Trump was elected by, you know, white, trash, racist, poor Southerners conceals a reality that nobody understands. And, again, you know, you need to understand in order to understand, you know, the dialectic behind everything that's happening in the world. And one such reality is that in order to create a new world, a new economic system will need to be defined, which means new rules for how the world's economy will be managed will have to be set. In other words, we need a new bread and wood system. A new Yalta uh, will need to be agreed on by the biggest players on the planet. And, you know, these are the kinds of uh, uh, things that nobody's talking about because, again, Trump versus Clinton was a battle for survival, as I said, of two economic models. On the one hand, you had the Clintons, 
and behind them you had the Rockefellers and transnational bankers, Oil World Company Limited, uh, globalists versus the non-American financier centered in the city of London, which is the British Empire, Hong Kong, the city-state and the center for you know for world money laundering, drugs, intelligence, and also British control. Singapore, you know, the center of transnational corporations, Yakuza, you know, uh, Israeli control. European elites represented by the old European aristocracy, such as the House of Sage Coburg, Austria, you know, Austro-Hungarian aristocracy, Ottoman nobility from Turkey. And on a smaller scale, Trump was supported by all U.S. intelligence agencies, mm-hmm. with the exception of the CIA. You know, and, so, and, and now the FBI. <laughs> well, and now the FBI, although, again, it's kind of questionable because I think there's a lot of people out there. But, you know, if you kind of read between the lines what's going on with the whole Comey thing, I think it's not so much that he fired Comey because he was looking to the Russian angle, but he was either looking into the Russian-Israeli oligarch mafia angle, which is far more dangerous for Donald Trump than anything related to the Russian government of Vladimir Putin. Well, this latest situation with Comey claiming that uh, he was basically told to, you know, drop the Michael Flynn investigation. I, I mean, how did they prove that? I mean, so he types up a memo after a meeting. That doesn't prove anything. You know, again, it, I don't. I think the narrative is wrong. I think the dialectic is, you know, is pointing in the wrong direction. It's not the Russian hackers, Putin's agents, Russian cyber warfare. You know, the the pickle eating KGB agents, or what? Rather, we should be talking about is the, you know, Donald Trump's criminal connections to the Russian, Israeli, Ukrainian, Israeli, Uzbek, Israeli, you know, Kazakh, Israeli, uh, you know, billionaire gangsters, and, you know, uh, uh, thieves-in-law tycoons hailing from the former uh, Soviet, you know, Union, and, you know, the relationship that Donald Trump and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, have with all these very nasty, you know, uh, characters and their business empires. And this is the angle that we should be looking at. And this is something that is very much covered up in the media because, again, uh, media is Zionist, media is protecting the Israeli and the Jewish interests. Needless to say, we know that. So what you're seeing is, you know, the dialectic, you know, is, is Trump and the Russians. But it's not the Russians as in the Russian government. It's the Russians as in the Russian mafia or Israeli, Russian, you know, Jewish oligarchs working together with Trump on very questionable deals. And this is what Comey was investigating. He needed a lot more money to get this done. And this is something that, you know, now obviously it's, 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 it's irrelevant because he's out of the picture. And they're going to quash the investigation and they're going to, you know, do everything possible to kind of weather this whole thing out and, and then see what happens. But again, the danger to the Trump empire, economic business empire, was the fact that he has very unsavory relations to some very dangerous characters in the Soviet and Russian underworld. Is any of this going to go away, Daniel, or is it going to just keep festering? I mean, like every day now, there's something new. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.